Hey guys, Liat here with Study Notes ABA. Duh. Just wanted to remind you guys that our winter collective is starting November 16th. We will cover every single freaking thing in the task list, tell you what to read when, break it down for you in a real raw and relatable way. So if you're a little bit of a secret perv, like inappropriate examples, and want a novel way of studying, go to studynotesaba.com. It's time to pass the fucking test. Study Notes ABA. ABA in a little X-rated way. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. And it is episode 72. I'm going to make a rhyme today is that this episode is going to be out of the blue because we got ghosted by our guest that we were so excited for. We love our guests and I mean, I thought they loved us too. So I'm assuming this is just a time issue, you know, working from coast to coast. Um, I'm in Central, Casey's in Eastern. These guests are in uh, Pacific. And so I said, Casey, we're still going to do an episode because it is Friday afternoon and we need this to be out Monday. So please forgive us if this episode seems all over the place. I figured you guys wanted some, you know, real close and personal time with us anyway. So we're just going to talk about what's going on in life, whatever comes up, maybe just a little bit of a behind the scenes of a conversation between Liat and Casey that happens on a regular basis. Scary. <laughs> scary. All right. So and scary. Casey, let's get started regardless whether our guest showed up or not with a review of the day. All right. Review of the day. My favorite time of the day. This one is brought to you by the third BX bitch. Well, hello. It's titled Best Podcast Ever. One good thing to come out of COVID is the fact that I had time to binge every single episode in the last seven months. I'm a newly certified fellow potty mouth, BCBA, thanks to Snaba. duh, <laughs> she said duh too, and I love that I can tune in and continue to learn and apply behavior principles to everyday, real and relatable AF topics. I especially love learning more about other fields and share your love for murder and mystery, Liat. And Casey, I don't care what Liat says, you are so flippin' funny. Yes. Keep going with those rhymes, girl. I look forward to hear what you come up with for each episode. Hands down, my favorite podcast. Love you, ladies. Hashtag mean it. I mean, that review, she is a third behavior bitch or a behavior man, whoever it is. I don't know who it is, but honestly, she fits right in. I mean, totally. And I mean, I'm just concerned that she's reinforcing your behavior, that you think you're funny, and now this is going to continue. But whatever. I mean, Give it to her. You know, we got to maintain. I need her to keep coming on this podcast with me because we sure as shit know I'm not doing it alone. So let's reinforce her behavior of being funny and let's get started with today's show. Now, if I were to lie to you, I would say that we have any sort of outline that we're working with here. We actually have absolutely nothing. Zip, nada, zilch. But I will say, I had posted an Instagram last week, uh, podcast ideas, and a lot of people were saying, can we get an episode with just the two of you again? So here you go. <laughs> it's my, our present to you. So here we are. It's just us. Okay. So let's just talk about kind of what's going on in the world a little bit. Um, in case anyone missed the memo, next Tuesday, I guess when you guys hear this 
on Monday, assuming you listen the second it comes out, it is going to be election day the next day. Um, this is a big deal. I mean, I don't think the world could have compiled on more drama or craziness in 2020 if it tried. And actually, I regret saying that because now I'm like worried that I just jinxed something. Um, but it is election week. The world is highly stressed out, I'd say. Would you agree, would, Case? Yeah. You know, our um, our producer sent us a link this morning from MSN News, which I don't know how significant or reliable this is, but nearly 70% say election is a significant source of stress. Um 66% of Democrats and 67% of Republicans and 64% of independents said that the November 3rd election is, again, a significant source of stress. That's a fucking lot of people. And I'm sure it's more and people just aren't reporting. Right. And, you know, when people say they're so stressed, I mean... My thing is this, then you hear people saying like, well, I'm leaving this country, I'm going here. I'm like, what are people actually going to do? Like, is it like, okay, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna be upset if it's this way versus that way. Or are people really planning their moves? I mean, I'm not gonna move. <laughs> I love New England, you guys know this. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. interesting. I mean, it's really interesting because I mean, I do not consider myself very political at all. Um, I don't either. I'm not either. You know, like if someone were to ask me about, like, I think someone would have to come up to me and ask me like, well, Liat, how do you feel about, you know, people being able to love anyone? I'd be like, sure. I totally think they should be able to, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Or how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Um, but I don't consider myself very political, but I do see that it causes a lot of strain in relationships and a lot of, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. It's very, very personal. And in either side, whatever side you're on, right? It's, it, it's, it's come between families. It's come between friendships. It's come just, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And it is one of those things where. Do you think you could lose friends over it? Personally? No, I don't. I think that, you know, unless you're like, I don't know. I, I, people I'm friends with in my family, like, are good people at hearts. I wouldn't have people around me that are not good in nature and good like at their core. So no matter who they vote for, I don't really give a shit as long as they're a good person and coming from a good place. I've just seen a lot of stress with it. So I want to talk about that. That's an MO going on in the air, guys. You know, so if you see someone who's maybe a little um, short fuse, seems stressed out, just be aware that that's something going on in the environment. And it's going to hopefully be an establishing operation, which makes it more valuable and evoke your behaviors to go out and vote. All right. You know what? what? This episode, I think that we should talk about some interesting behavioral concepts we've been seeing lately. Yeah. And just kind of talk about what we've seen. I actually saw that Greg Hanley, Casey, you might have heard of him. I don't know. He posted something interesting on Facebook yesterday, and it was some article Casey's like having a panic attack that I saw something before her, but relax. Freaking out right now. I'm like, it doesn't mean that like I'm closer with him than you. I don't think he knows who I am. I have a but photo I'm with him and he has his arm around me. Okay. Okay. 
Casey, literally, you are going <laughs> to freak him out for any chance we have of him coming on the show. So I'm going to pull up this this um, this uh, article he posted because I actually thought it was really interesting and it was actually perfect because I actually met with a friend yesterday who I went to University of Maryland with, and then she just moved back to Dallas and her master's, she has two masters, one in public health and one in special education. And she was like, what can I do? And I was like, oh my God, you need to get into ABA. She's like, what's ABA? And then I realized so many people have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her, I mean, obviously it's used a lot with autism, but I said like, we could do anything with applied behavior analysis and, you know, different social problems, whatever it is. And so let me see if I could find this so article. And while like, you're looking that up, actually, uh -huh. um, you know, right now, actually in two minutes, I'm actually registered for Greg Hanley's uh, talk. Um, it's the conference. His topic is today's ABA and how it changes your practice. Um, so in this presentation, Dr. Hanley will briefly describe a contemporary and compassionate version of applied behavior analysis for consideration when working with autistic persons or those with intellectual disabilities, especially when problem behavior is probable. The reported implications when one elects to implement today's ABA will be described. So as soon as we jump off this podcast, I am jumping in to this live with Greg Hanley. So that's funny that you brought him up. Oh, that's funny that you found an opportunity to name drop that you'll be with him right after this. <laughs> Isn't that funny? She literally just like Googled the talk he's doing. And it's like, this is a seven sentence title that I will be <laughs> doing after this, Liat. So don't feel like you're getting too close by seeing what he posted on Facebook. Anyways, one, let me tell one you upper, on One upper. So it was actually an article. And this is what I like when you see this stuff generalized because it's not an ABA article. It's not about a BCBA specifically. It was in the New York Times, and this article is called The Addiction Treatment. This Addiction Treatment Works. Why is it so underused? And they talk about using something called contingency management treatment. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you'll find this interesting, Casey. Um, so this approach called contingency management, it rewards drug users with money and prizes for staying abstinent. So essentially like reinforcing individuals for being on a DRO. Mm -hmm. um, and not engaging in it. So what they actually get is a, like a fishbowl uh, and a fishbowl of, and you can see this picture through the slide over here. Oh, like a fishbowl with a bunch of different prizes. With in a it piece of paper pay. in it, exactly. And, and each prize in there, so each piece of paper, they either say, uh, so half of the pieces of paper in the, you know, in the fishbowl or hat, whatever you want to generalize and put it inside of, <laughs> grocery bag. I don't know. Keep going. So, so half of them say like, good job. You're doing amazing, whatever it is. And then the other half are prizes with an amount written on it with $1 to a hundred dollars. And, you know, so you don't know which one you're going to get. And each week that you come in for your check-in and you have been sober, you can get one of these, you, you draw a prize out. And they're saying that it has been shown to be very effective um, however, so many treatment centers are very skeptical to it because they say it is, they have a moral objection to the concept. Like, well, why would we be rewarding people for doing these things that things that they should be doing anyways, right? Like they shouldn't be using drugs. And that's, and that's interesting because, and you know, I'm very open on this show about my own family and their addiction issues, but my mom and sister both get drug tested and 
they don't get, you know, my mom actually the other day came over with her drug test to show me. And in my head, I'm like, well, whoopty fucking do. Like, you should just be sober to be sober. Literally, that was what was going on. In my I would head. literally yell at you if I saw that. I know. I'd I be know. like, Casey, reinforcing force. And I, but I, I didn't say that to my mom, of course. I was like, you know, mom, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Like, that's amazing. And she was so proud of it. But yeah, like, why not? Like, why not give them reinforcement? Like, addiction is a serious fucking issue. Like, it's not just like something to be taken lightly or, you know, again, you're not going to punish someone because they are, you know, intellectually have an intellectual disability. Like an addiction is a disease. Like, and not that an intellectual disability is a disease. Don't, that's not what I meant. Foot in mouth. <laughs> Casey's like freaking out. You're fine. <laughs> you, you were saying that one thing was a disease. You weren't talking anything about the other. Chill out, girl. I know. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, but when you look at these things, I actually think that there's, you know, think about the amount of money people put into treatment. Okay. Like mm -hmm. I know these treatment centers cost, I mean, families go, you know, like drain their entire savings account for these treatment centers. If they're even able to do that, you know, unless mm -hmm. they go into like a state funded um, place and the amount of money going into these places. And it's just interesting to think that, they won't utilize, I mean, for something in a piece of paper, like let's say like it's about $200 worth of prizes in there from like the one to $100 amounts that pop up, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it comes to $200. And why not use that? I think like, the, I don't even know. I, I didn't have to look it up because I'm honestly going to pull this out of my ass. But like the average day is like maybe like $2,000 a day or something in a rehab facility. I, I made that up completely. So um, don't check my facts. Because I don't fact check. Yeah. And so this just really seems like something simple, but it's, it's interesting because when you look at these different facilities, um, a lot of the rehabs, the reward they're talking about is being clean, right? They're mm -hmm. like, you'll be clean. You'll enjoy it. But is that actually a reward to someone who is like just thinking of like that competing contingency? Like I could either be high in this moment or I could be clean and have a and most likely there's some pain involved, you know, like some MO of like escape of some sort. Mm -hmm. And so offering this, what you think is a reward to someone else of being clean, because to you, it's one of your values right now, being in a clear mind that you're in. It's actually crazy that we won't use a lot of these, you know, um, pragmatic approaches. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's the same. There's a fail in the in the prison system as well. Like what is being done as opposed to providing a place to stay? Like, are we providing replacement behaviors? Do we have reinforcement contingencies in place? Um, is it such a big deal if we're giving people like one or $2 as a prize, as opposed to, you know, being part of the, this is an actual fact. Um, there was more than 17,000 deaths last year alone just on overdosing on meth that's just one drug good lord and so what's the big deal you know to have someone feel reinforced by this i mean even if you know i i imagine if like god forbid i had a family member who was struggling and i was already paying these fees i'd be like all right let me give you 200 dollars to go towards their contingency 
fishbowl. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I mean, it's what are your thoughts on this? I, I mean, I think it's definitely interesting that we don't and we should. I do agree. I do agree with that. And it's also now making me look into my own behavior surrounding my family and what I could be doing differently and why am I not? Like, what is my past history? Um, you know, what have I, you know, whatever in my past that has created this uh, resentment and thought that like they should just do it when like it's that's not how I should be thinking of it. So now I'm like wanting to call my mom and sister, <laughs> give them some NCR. <laughs> you should. And, and I mean, because it's hard, it's hard not to judge on certain things. I mean, like, why are you doing this? But you know, I think about it a lot. Like I think about how much time I spent in hospital and how I was just like on dilated trips forever. And it, it could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you're already in a shitty situation that like you are addicted to something. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And now, you know. But I think also addiction can take many forms. So like if I were to look mm-hmm. at my life, like there's things I am addicted to, right? Like I'm addicted to my pre-workout. I'm addicted to working. I'm addicted to my phone. Like there are things that might not be drugs, but that I have an addiction to. And it's right. Just- but think of the chemical dependency part involved, right? Like mm-hmm. there's actual like biologic like your brain, don't get me wrong. I know I'm totally addicted to my phone, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, I do think there has to be, you know, some differentiation of like, this one's actually a chemical dependency. Like your body is telling you, you need this the same way as like when you're so thirsty, like you need water, like you will do, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, granted, those are healthier addictions, but it is something that... But I do think that, like, social media does something to your brain. I really do. Oh, for sure. Like, and I have not looked up any studies on this, but I know that if I look at my phone and I don't have, you know, if I didn't get enough likes on something or if I don't have any Facebook notifications or I don't have any text, I feel, like, not depressed, but, like, this, like, this feeling of, like, loneliness or, like, you know, longing for, like, a connection and, like... That is interesting. So what I've been reading here is they have done further research in to see a parametric analysis about what amount of money is needed Mm. to make one of these contingency programs effective. And a lot of, well, mostly everywhere, um, Medicaid or health coverage will not cover. I mean, even they won't cover a lot of addiction treatment in general. So that's from the start. And then they said that there's been some bills passed that will cover $50 per individual and which I think is really interesting if we look at a, you know, a parametric analysis about how much is needed. So let's say they're saying okay, we'll get $50 per individual to offer in this um you know, in this contingency management reward system. Mm-hmm. And what they found is that is not an effective amount. So I just think it's it's interesting how something could it's just this article again is not written by BCBAs, not I, I don't know if it's even behavior analysts. I mean, they are in some sense, obviously, that they're doing this, mm-hmm. but it just shows how we are using this all the time 
and figuring out why humans do what they do or why animals or you know any living organism and why we fail when we find simple approaches that work maybe even better than some of these you know hundreds of thousands of dollars treatment centers and it's such a simple solution and last thing that i've seen about it which i thought was really cool is they have been developing an app that allows you to it um I guess you put money on a debit card to access your own money or someone else like who loves you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, and the money will be added there if you spit in this saliva thing and it tests for your drug use and then it will unlock the money. And this debit card also blocks from spending on um, any alcohol or drug purchases. I mean, aside, obviously there's workarounds if you use cash whatever it is. But I, I just think it's really interesting to see things like this being done, which are so behavior analytic in nature. And you could tax so many different components there. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I think there are going to be times as behavior analysts where we are going to have to argue these different points to others who maybe aren't in the field of understanding behavior, but looking at it like, well, what's the risk benefit analysis here? Like, why would we not do that? Yeah, like what is it going to hurt if you do? And why not try it? So wait, okay, explain to me. You spit in a cup? No, so you spit in some type of, I don't know this exactly. And again, guys, we didn't plan this episode, so I'm really like going through as I see it. But um, basically, there is a, you spit into something that detects your drug level, which connects to your app on your phone. They, they've created an app. It's called the Dynamic Care app. Um, so and so all you need is that and a debit card as an incentive to stay off meth, for example. I think they use a lot of meth users for this. Um, hmm. So they're, they're, they're trying to figure out how to make it as, especially because there's been so much more drug use since a lot of rehab facility centers have gone online over COVID. So they're trying to see how much self-management could be used here. And so like the money, you know, it will add money to your debit card if you are clean. And if you're not, you won't get any money added. I don't okay, really know if you're they not, have a response don't, cost. Don't spit in the cup. <laughs> exactly. Avoid um, that. Well, it's interesting that you say like during COVID, like so my sister's um, kind of her counseling sessions that she does in person with her um like sobriety group they've all had to go online and a lot of people have relapsed like during covid without like getting the support of in person and the accountability she's seen a lot of people relapse i and i'm sure that that's the case in a lot of I mean, you know people who don't have dependency issues have like lost their shit during covid i mean this must be a real 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 struggle that no one could have planned for because usually I think a lot of the replacement behaviors, you'd be like, okay, well, go out. Why don't you go shopping or volunteer here or do this? It's like, no, you literally are stuck with your fucking thoughts <laughs> all day long. A lot of private verbal behavior going on there. I I'm saying like, even personally, even if mm -hmm. you're, you know, like you're just spending a lot of time with yourself. You better like yourself. <laughs> or figure out show you who you are. All right. All right what other years. interesting things have you come across lately that we could just hit on right now? Well, I was thinking, okay, so last night, 
So I live in New England. You guys know that my husband and I have been like loving to fish. This COVID has like turned us into like fishing people. We love, love, love to fish. And I talk a lot about how it's such a variable ratio schedule of reinforcement, which is the most resistant to extinction. Meaning like, I don't know when I'm going to catch a fish, but what every time I cast, I'm just like, keep going, keep going. I'm going to get one. Even if I got one all season, I keep going. So last night we come home, it was pouring rain. It was freezing and we see fish jumping. So I'm like, let's go, let's go. We bundled up, we went out and we caught a fish, right? So now it's like, you just want to keep going. That intermittent schedule of reinforcement is so strong. And so we just, you know, it's freezing. I'm dripping, soaking wet and we're still out there. Like that's like some serious resistance to extinction. Like, what do you see in your life that is like your most resistant to extinction schedule? Oh God. Come on, Leah, you were improv. I know. Yes, and I see. What am I most resistant to extinction? Um, hmm. I do have a pen that I love that is like one of my favorite pens that like I do think might be dying a little bit. And I like will not throw it away because I'm like, it's going to work. It's, it works sometimes. And so I just <laughs> yeah. keep trying with this one pen. I'm actually looking at it right now. It was like, and you know, I have like 5 million pens, but I have a very special place for this pen. And I'm like, because, and it's interesting when you could tact your own behavior. Like I realize I'm doing this because I'm intermittently reinforced. So you keep mm -hmm. going. Yep. And I think that's kind of interesting. You know what I'm also laughing at right now? What? I see, <laughs> so if anyone is listening that was in our last night of the collective, we all dressed up for Halloween because that's what's coming up. And um, Liat was like a tired studier with like pimples on her face and like a uni brown and mustache and like handwritten notes that she had like fell in a, fallen asleep on her face, on her hand or whatever. And it's on her face. But you still have Pod Puff on your hand. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. It's still written there on my hand. Totally. I'm like, do you not shower? <laughs> Oh, I do. And I wash my hands, Casey. <laughs> I've been much better about it. You'll be very proud of me. Good. I hope people have told you something. Um, in Should random we... other topics, I do follow. I just today, I, I just want to talk about just, again, some behavioral things we see in real life that we don't even realize. So I, I do like scroll through the news in the morning and I actually saw this interesting article. I'm sorry. I'm just playing article to article, but I just think we could see a lot of behavioral stuff in it. And it's talking about vampire bats. I just feel like it's on brand for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. So it's really interesting that there have been studies done at Ohio State University, and they found that vampire bats socially distance naturally when one becomes sick. Wow. Is that not fascinating? So like we learned this initially, we were told this by rule governed behavior, right? When they're like, you need to stay six feet apart from everyone, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Rule governed. All right. Then we have bats, which like I, I mean, maybe they are intelligent animals. I would not have known that. And they themselves are doing this. And this is just showing, you know, selectionism and, you know, ontogeny of learning over a lifetime. So what I was thinking is, these bats have probably come into contact with getting sick as a result of another bat, right? Like they mm -hmm. might not be thinking that they're like engaging in, oh, we're going to socially distance right now. 
but it might be like as part of the survival of the species mm -hmm. to do that. And so I was reading that and I was like, behavior is so fucking cool. Like it's going to effing vampire bats. Where did you read that? I don't know. I found it on Science Daily. I like look at their news going on. You know, I'm like very into interesting. You're more into like following the CEUs about about like ADA specific. <laughs> I love finding like behavioral things that are outside of like what we typically talk about. But well, that's what I'm makes like, us work together so well. Totally. Cause I'm just like so fascinated by these things. And I think it's really, really cool. Oh, the other thing I, I saw yesterday, I was driving and um, I saw a house that was fully decked out in Halloween shit. Like I'm talking the best looking haunted house ever. And I was like, it's an SD. It's a discriminative stimulus that signals that reinforcement is available at this house. If you go trick or treating here, versus a house that has its lights out with nothing on it. That would be an S delta, right? Signaling no reinforcements available for you. Don't come to my house trick or treating. Even though exactly. it's not even happening. And I wanted to answer a question that people were asking about. So we posted something on Instagram and it um, like Lauren drew these beautiful pictures and it's asking about Halloween. Is it a fixed interval schedule? Is it a fixed time schedule? And I actually wanted to go through the answer of this because I think that it needs to be specific about which part of it you're talking about. So if you're talking about the idea of Halloween, Valentine's Day, Christmas coming every year, whether you do anything or not, that is fixed time. No response required. It's going to come on October 31st every year, whether you're dead or alive or anything going on, right? That's fixed time. Mm -hmm. Non-contingent. You're not doing anything for it. Then there is a fixed interval component also, the idea that fixed interval one year, all right? So it takes a year for the holiday to come around. And once that holiday comes around, if you go ask someone for candy on that day, assuming that person gives you the candy, you will be reinforced or your behavior of asking for candy will be reinforced on a fixed interval one year because it is now available after that one year passes. Now, a lot of people were asking about this and I think a lot of people were thinking, what about the actual idea of going trick or treating? Like the response right? when you're, you're going door in. to door, what is that Casey? You go door to door. Some give you, some don't. That'd be a variable ratio schedule about yep. an average of your responses are reinforced. And like we just said, that is the most resistant to extinction, right? You're going to keep so going that's to door to door. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I used to love trick-or-treating. Now that I'm thinking back on Halloween, what was your favorite costume that you wore? One year, me and my friends, we were like in sixth grade. I don't know who we thought we were. We were like sexy Barbies and like we'd wear like, oh God. but like sexy, I mean like literally no boobs, like flat chested with like, you know, like when girls have no boobs, they put like a little triangle bra and it's literally like a triangle, like this big, like tiny. I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. And then we had these like long ass Rapunzel wigs that were like curly hair. And I remember like getting in trouble. Some moms were like, this is not appropriate. And now that I look back, I'm like, you're right. It wasn't at all. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I mean, my mom used to make um, like homemade costumes because we were poor and we couldn't afford anything, but homemade are the best. And um, one year I can't, I don't know if it was like, I was like a 
it was like I was a jelly bean or something. Like I had this big sweater with like balloons that like were like attached to it, like all different colors, like all over. It looked really cool. Like I was just like a big jelly bean. But my favorite adult one that I was, and I'm proud of this, was I was Storm. Do you know who Storm is? No. (laughs) She's got like the white eyes and like she's like got white hair. She's like a comic book character. You don't know who Storm is? I was so cool. I ordered contacts online that made my eyes like white. And I sprayed, I dyed my hair completely white, um, like white makeup. I had this like sexy black, like uh, corset on. And like, I made a belt with like this, like aluminum foil belt. I was cool. That's hot. I was a 40 in slip. That was cute. Oh, that's cute. How'd you do that? I wore like a slip, like, like, you know, like a dress slip. And then I had like id, ego, anal, like things like that, like stuck to it. Isn't a 40 and slip when you say something that you don't mean to say? Yeah, but it was like in your, like, it was like sitting there subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's like when you call someone like your ex or something. Well, this year I was for our class. One thing we always have our students say when they get a concept finally is light bulb. I dressed up as a light bulb. That was fun. I liked that one a lot. Me too. It was cute. And I was like hideous. But I'm like, really, you, um, you amaze me like that you put yourself out there looking that terrible is a true testament to how little fucks that you give. I really don't give fucks. I like I I, that's one thing. That. I guess it's a blessing not giving fucks. It, I can't it make that shit up. Can't make I, that shit up. When you were getting ready and you're like putting the the last, the the icing on the cake was the toothpaste uh, as like your zit cream. I couldn't. I was like, this is out of control. And you have to teach class and like people have to look at you. <laughs> Luckily, we weren't really teaching because it was the last class and we were just playing Kahoot. But <laughs> you, it was great. that's why I love you. And I fucking mean it. Always. All right. All what right. else yeah. do we got? I'm trying to think. I mean... We uh, oh, let's give them some foreplay to the next to the next episode. The one that we were supposed to record today. Oh, that's a great idea. Totally. So um, remember the three part series we did on Bruce Lisker? Yes, my favorite show ever. Ever. Um, We had a listener, if you're listening, um, reach out that her father in law was instrumental in getting Bruce out of prison. And he had to wait till he retired from the LAPD to talk to the bitches. But we did a pre-interview. He is awesome. One of the coolest guys. And him and Bruce are going to come on together to do an episode about the truth behind everything that went down. And, I mean, he imagine, like, how much Bruce must just love this man. Like the man who freed him after 26 years in prison. That's wild. So get ready for next week. I'm glad you got to hang with the bitches this Monday morning. Go vote. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We had to leave you something. Hopefully it entertained you a little bit. And you know where to find us. Behaviorbitches.com. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. And as always, love ya. Mean it.
Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 